0: 2021. It's a new year. Happy New Year to everybody who is listening to this and that has been with us for the entirety of 2020. What a strange year that was! As strange as it may have been, it was really a great time to have a podcast, I guess you could say. The three of us uh, agree on that here at the weekly call. And, you know, as we go into 2021, it is really important to ask yourself, you know, memes about 2020 and jokes aside, what is it that you are doing differently as a result? What do you want to accomplish? What are you trying to be or make a reality by January 1st, 2022? And we have a plethora of content coming out in the new year about a lot around goal setting and Being able to capitalize on kind of rare times like these that take place in the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Weekly Call. It is the last episode without myself, Austin, and we will be back in full force on January 11th, the three of us ready to kick ass in 2021. Having said that, this is the last episode that we recorded in 2020 on December 27th, and we're already covering a lot of these topics. So thanks so much for being here today, guys. Dial it in. So We can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? And the answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to The Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Amber, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly Call. We got uh, Amir Abushakar here in Etobicoke. We got John Morgan in Kelowna. It's December 27th, bro. How you doing?
2: Okay, Here, here's something that I've been putting a lot of thought into lately, Amir. And I really want to get your thoughts on this. So, Alrighty, let's hear it.
1: Let me get comfortable in this squeaky chair, though.
2: So let me sort of explain, like sort of somewhat of a pattern, like a mental pattern that I've had over the years that has that has served me really well. Okay. It's it's it it has its obvious drawbacks, but it's but it has certainly worked to some extent. Well, it's given me the results that I have. So whatever that may be. And and what this is is typically like it's not. I don't, I don't. I'm going to use some words here that maybe are not perfectly chosen so just bear with me but like almost like a paranoia of like not being good enough and that paranoia leading to like me constantly you know trying to get after it right like like that if i like if i actually don't read that page like maybe that is the one page difference you know from like me hitting my goal and
1: not hitting my goal do do you think not having that makes you like weaker well, yeah, like so
2: like this is where I was going with this is like the you kind of cut right to the core there. so like the edge, you know, like like that if like if you give up that 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 like tenacity, then like you would lose your edge. but at the same time, like, um like it seemed like there was things in my life like years ago that like actually did cause distress that like would make sense as to why I was like so adamant that I had to improve like what and um well like my financial position was was not very good uh hence my living sense you know which would mean you know my living situation wasn't very ideal uh, my relationships weren't very good things like this like there was obvious things i had to sort of improve upon I wasn't getting very good results within my business but these also like i'd have like really big goals i'd fail to hit them and then'd say okay like we gotta start from the start again and, and we gotta rebuild and we gotta you know, um, make, make improvements. And certainly like, that's like the attitude that I have for next year. But one of the interesting, interesting things is like, there's like, but there's also the fear of not performing or like the sort of like the anxiety around, uh, not delivering. And there's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because it's like, like that paranoia, like that, that anxiousness that like drives me forward to like not give an inch, uh, is also like somewhat uncomfortable at times as well, you know? So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? What do you mean it's uncomfortable? What's uncomfortable? Well,
1: like being in like attack mode. It sounds to me like self-defense mode. Like you're trying to prove something, right?
2: Um, There probably could be some of that for sure.
1: Oh, man. No, it's because I when I say this, it's because that's my natural things like oh am i good enough right and i'm always trying to like find my ideal limit like what is my limit in this thing like anything that i pick up like even if i pick up a rubik's cube it's like okay how fast can i can i solve this thing which comes back to the conversation that you said well it's not like am i good enough because that's a yes or no question it's more of a question Mm. of how good am i which one do you have Are you trying to go every year, trying to get a yes? Like, was I good enough this year? And then if you a say yes, then good. Or is it more of a, how good am I? And then you rate it out of a hundred. What's the first thing? Like, which one is it of these two?
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, I'll answer it sort of indirectly. So it's like, like the same sort of anxiety of like, wow, like, what if this doesn't work out like? like that hasn't disappeared since the first year. What do you You mean? I mean, like, like that, like that, that, um, like, but, okay, but here's, here's where, like, because I have now years of experience with this, like given mental pattern, it seems like I've sort of like, I know the hack to it now. Like in the sense that like, um, like I know that it, like, I know, like I can almost call my own bluff in the sense that like, like I know, like it, like I know it's artificial, like in the sense that, um, like, like it's it, it's like it's like a, it's like, a uh, like an artificial anxiety to like try and like I I, I understand that it's a, it's a mechanism to like try and get me to improve and like okay so I can appreciate like okay sweet thank you like for like driving me that way but at the same time I also know that um, that I that I that, I'm, I, that I will I guess, well I guess that's the, that's where like that tension is is like will I actually perform right in anything that I do right. But it right. seems like I have things. Here's here's the challenge though. Is like, um, like when you when you did that, uh, like when you did five hundred thousand with student works, you probably I would imagine to some degree, like that, like that gave you like maybe self validation of some sort. Like in the sense that you like you earned some trust with yourself.
1: Yeah, like I needed some data like I've always wanted I've like would watch Ty Lopez and Greg Cardone do their thing and like a, a bunch of other entrepreneurs and then I would just ask myself, well, I like this idea of entrepreneurship. Am I meant to be an entrepreneur? Yes or no? So then so then I would go and try to f- discover that. And then when I when I did 225 in my first year, I it, I kind of felt like, oh, that was probably like maybe luck. I had really great employees, had a really good neighborhood. I have to come back And like more than double this business for me to actually like understand. Okay, maybe I'm meant. Maybe I'm. Excuse me. Maybe I'm cut out for this entrepreneurship gig. So that that's that's how I like approached the 500K. And then at the end of it, I was like, Oh, okay, I did it. I am meant to be an entrepreneur. Now I'm gonna actually be an entrepreneur. Because I don't think running a franchise is entrepreneurial, but I don't think so either. Yeah, it's like business ownership, but I, I definitely want to create a pro, uh, create a product or service that solves a problem from scratch. That's what I wanted to do, and uh, and that kind of gave me the financial validation and the self validation. Okay, you know what? I have what it takes. Uh, to at least no, it's not what I have. it takes. If I was a betting man, I would bet that I would do all right. You know, like now that I've you know seen what the horse can create, I can bet on it on a race knowing it'll at least get top 3, something like that, if that makes sense. You know?
2: Yeah, like a, like an odds.
1: Exactly. Like if you see like you know the combine in football, you get to see how they jump and how you how they run, and then based on that they rank them before they even like before they even get on the field.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So the student works was the combine. I was watching myself how I performed on the combine. Did pretty good. Okay, now it's actually time to go on the field. And now I have less anxiety on whether or not I am the problem. Cause if I just jump straight into entrepreneurship, then I'm gonna be nervous. Like, do I have what it takes? Is the lack of results because of my lack of sales ability? Is it the lack of my understanding on proper business structure? no i don't even have to doubt these things because i know what i can do so then all my focus and attention is on the product itself and if i'm not getting results for two months i'm not blaming myself i just understand that the process i have in place is maybe not the most efficient if that mm-hmm. makes sense that's how i saw it. that's how i saw it does that make sense that's how i seen it it was never like uh oh am i good enough that, that, that was more for me in school, like getting good grades to show my parents. It was me proving like, hey, look, I am good enough. That was like more of a school thing. And uh, once, basically, once I was uh valedictorian for my high school, I just didn't doubt myself at all. Like that, that was the moment where I was like, yes, I am good enough. And then now it's like, okay, well, what's my limit? so that, that yeah okay so i'll throw it to you what, what event do you need to see for you to finally say that you are good enough
2: well i mean i think that yeah i wouldn't yeah it's certainly not like a, a good enough or not good enough thing like okay, what is but, it but well no it, it's more of like a um like a will i perform again but why do you even have to think that that doesn't make sense that's what yeah that's what that exactly but like but like the um but like that's what I'm saying. Like my pattern has always been that like, like the the fear and the anxiety surrounding not performing has always caused me to put in a tremendous amount of work in the off season. It, you know, like whether it be I mean, anytime I'm not working, I'm I always like joke that I'm working because like I'm either doing the action that I'm wanting to perform at or I'm doing things to try and practice or learn how it so that i can perform better okay. right and and so the anxiety and the fear around not performing at a high level sure. drives me to then put in a lot of work and preparation right but it's a double-edged sword because it's it's somewhat uncomfortable in a, to be in a constant state of like having to improve but at the same time like it's also kind of peaceful okay, let, me I don't know, like it, let me ask you let me yeah. ask you
1: so was there ever a time in your life where you performed really well but then you disappointed somebody? Uh, Like, the second time? Was there ever a time that I ever performed
2: at a high level and disappointed someone?
1: No, no, no. I I then tried it again, but then disappointed somebody because of it.
2: Well, virtually everything. Like what? Right, like... Well, like, I mean, anything where there's... Like, anything where there's a... Like it's the same way that like a guy who shoots basketball. It's like, I mean, this is like when I was a kid, like I I, I used to like, I, I'm sure you've done this before, but like I, one thing I would always do before I left basketball, like, okay, I got hit 10 shots in a row. Oh, nice. Yeah. But then sometimes you get to nine, like 12 times in a row and you're there for an hour and you're like, no, 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 I'm not quitting. Like I got to hit yeah, 10 in yeah. a row, but
1: you just can't quite get to 10. Right. So, um. Okay. Was there a moment like that where, where you just gave up? Like maybe maybe you did, you had really no good never grades. no no
2: no never no no never like I, I, that's where I'm saying like it seems like now after six years of actually delivering and actually performing that I should have the track record to say myself John look at like you know you've put in the time you are putting in the time what the fuck are you all
1: worked up about um okay let's imagine you're coming back next year and you do your absolute best and you do 400k what's the first thoughts that go through your head you're taking too long what's the first thing that that popped up
2: the first thing that pops in my head is that something must have changed in the marketplace
1: really was that your first thought
2: yeah definitely like, like, as in, like, because I understand the logistics of my business. Like, if I did my best, as in I knocked on as many doors as I normally knock on, I sent out as many flyers, I put up as many billboards, I put, and everything was the uh, exact same as far as my Then, obviously, something okay, changed in okay, the marketplace, because okay. so consumer behavior would change.
1: So, your anxiety is not the output. It's the control you have over your input. So, if I just want to understand this. What you're afraid of is next year comes along, and you're, like, working 70% as hard as you could.
2: Yeah, my fear is that, like, I just don't actually make the phone calls or that oh. I just don't knock on the doors. Yeah.
1: Well, do you not trust yourself that you're going to do that?
2: Well, this is what I was saying, Ammer. So, like, I know that I will, but that doesn't eliminate the anxiety that I won't. <laughs> That's, what,
1: <laughs> That's interesting, though.
2: Right? You don't have that at
1: all? There's no, no? No. Let me think about that. Let me think about why. You've always
2: seemed like between you and I, like I've always, I've always felt like you are a much more genuinely confident
1: individual. Thank you, man. And I can tell you where that comes from. I just nailed it. Um, What's your relationship with your word? Like if you give your word to somebody, how much do you value that? That, I think that's, I think that the answer lies there. I think so, man. I think so. I think, I think it's not confidence. I think I just have better integrity than you. And I'm not saying that, that doesn't mean I'm better you. Yeah, no, no, I think so. I think just when I, whenever I say something, whenever I commit to something, I just do it at a higher percentage than you. I think so. And I think that's where confidence is lacking. Where, where in your life are you making these premises, these promises that you're not fulfilling?
2: Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point, actually, because like I went through, I I, like printed out every job that I completed this year and I just methodically went through it and basically just like assessed how every job went and like where I like let the client down or let myself down in some way. And there was 24 like obvious ones. I mean, without going too far into the nitpicking rabbit hole, right? There was 24 obvious situations where I lapsed on character or thus integrity
1: like what you said you said something and did something else
2: yeah i mean yeah you could you could sum all of them up into something similar to that of some sort or a breakdown of communication that could have been avoided like as in there was a moment where i said you know what good enough even though this like like knowing that it it could have gone either way you know like you know those i don't know If you if you have those moments where it's like like it's like it's like that moment like uh, in in a painting world at least where it's like you know you could have sent someone to go do a test patch on the color but you're like not fuck it let's just paint the house anyways you know
1: Ooh, dude yeah you can't do that shit
2: situations like that there was only that was less common but like things like that but the biggest one was um, yeah there was there was certainly some there was some lapses of character for sure that I was not that I'm not too. That I'm disappointed in. All right. Here here
1: here's here's how you keep your word consistently. All right? You ready for this? It's doing what you said you would do and doing it on time. Okay. That's one. It's doing what you know to do and doing it as it was meant to be done and doing it on time. I'll say I'll say that one again. Doing what you know to do and doing it as it was meant to be done. And the third one is doing what others would expect you to do even if you haven't said that you would do it and doing it on time. And you got to remember, unless you're playing a small game in life, you will not always keep your word. But you can always honor it. You can always honor your word. So let's say, John, hey, you know what? I'm coming to... Let's say I say, I'm coming to Kelowna in 10 days. Okay? That's my word to you. That means in 10 days, I'm going to be in front of you. Yes? So sometimes I won't be able to keep my word and you have to honor it. And here's how you honor it. Um, Whenever you will not be keeping your word, just as soon as you become aware that you will not be keeping your word, you have to say to everybody who's impacted that you will not be keeping your word and that you will keep your word in the future by a specific time or that you're not going to keep your word at all. So here's an example. John, I'm not going to be coming, like I just found out right now. I just got a text. I cannot be in Kelowna in 10 days. Okay, so right now, I just immediately told you that I'm not keeping my word. And then I have to do two things. Either just confirm with you that I'm not coming to Kelowna at all, or that it's been rescheduled for a different time. Make sense? Yeah. And then the final step is dealing with the impact on others. So because now I'm not, I didn't keep my original word, you might've made some things in the background start to move for my arrival. You may have like, and that, that has an impact on you. So my whole business and what I, how, how I operate my life is whenever I give my word to somebody, I try my best to keep it. And if I don't, the second that I don't know that I'm gonna keep it, I'll let them know immediately. It's just like a, like a, that system. And then guess what? That I guess the side effect of that. I whenever I give my word to something, I have way more confidence that it's gonna happen. So I had that written down here. So yeah, that's why I pulled out this giant book. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me what's the most important thing for me, it's like integrity. Like if I tell somebody I'm gonna do something. It's just going to happen. That's why I'm very careful about what I promise and don't promise. I don't make many promises. See what I mean? Even really small ones. Like my mom would invite me for like dinner and I would tell her that I'll come at five. But then I found out that this call with my friend, this happened today. I found out that my call with my friend on Zoom was going to go longer than what I promised my mom. So immediately I texted my mom. I'm not gonna be there for five, I'll be there for 5.15. And she said, okay, thank you, honey. And then that means she's not waiting for me or she's like, maybe the whole family was waiting to eat. Now they can start. Yeah, I, know, I see, me. I know it's
2: a small example, but yeah,
1: yeah. No, 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 I but definitely... like, that bleeds everywhere in life. Like you, that's not really a small example. That's the thing, that's the point I'm making. That it's not a small example. This is my word. It doesn't matter if I'm committing to a million dollars in my business. Or that I'm showing up 15 minutes late for the dinner with the family. It's the same. It's equal. It's my word. There's no heaviness in it. That's the big mistake. People think, oh, like you can just show up late for like a small meeting. But then when it comes to like showing up for a client, it's like a different thing. It's not the yeah, different. Yeah. It's not yeah, No, thing. I
2: feel you there, brother, man. It's like how you do one thing is how you, you basically do all things. Yeah. yeah.
1: You said you're not going to eat McDonald's for a week. You ate McDonald's for a week. Well, guess what? You're now going to be less confident that your business is going to hit your goal. It's just that simple. Well,
2: so this is the interesting thing. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, no, I feel you, brother. Hmm. Hmm.
1: The amount of times hmm. that somebody usually skips the gym will literally show them, how will we'll tell me how many times they're going to skip going door to door. it's it's the same thing it's
2: your word okay so okay so hold on so now bring this back though right so it's like okay fine but like in that realm it's like there's certain areas where like i've certainly like i've kept my word i'm a man of integrity like i'll give you two things that i've been ridiculously integrous about reading and working out
1: cool yeah
2: but i guess but but in saying that though i guess if there's life is much but i guess in saying that. that though those are the two areas that i'm most confident in but boom there you go is my fitness, yeah, dude, Ammer. I appreciate you. No, mm. no worries, man. But like, no, it's interesting how like these things are not like necessarily obvious until you speak them with someone. You know, yeah. Because I, I never really thought about that. Like the two areas of my life that I think I'm most confident in is reading and working out because I have not missed a day in like, like years. There you go. Like I've exercised daily and I've read and and I and there's zero doubt in my mind that I'll do. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So you, you got to be like really careful about this stuff. Like um, I, I told both my managers in my business, if I was ever late to anything that I told them to, even if we're going for dinner on a weekend, we would, I would always honor my word if I was late. I'd be like, boys, I know we said six at this Chinese spot. I'm going to, I'm caught up in traffic. I'm going to be there 619. And then they would reply with like a, a laughing face emoji. They're like, hey, Amber, it's not that serious. <laughs> Take your time." But like this is I, – like I, then I would tell them like no, no, no. Like this is – if I don't do this now, then I'll fall out of habit. Dude, I guess so, man. You know what? It's interesting. We were talking about um,
2: – we were talking about uh, – I think at last episode we were talking about um, like being like a millionaire, right? Or a, a billionaire. Bil-
1: a billionaire, yeah. A
2: billion. Um, I, th- I mean – you, you, I'm sure you have some sort of sneaky quote in here, but like, I would imagine that the value of your word has a lot to do with the value of your, of your wallet.
1: Oh, hundred yeah, percent. There's no yeah, quote yeah. for it. That's just something I've observed from being around like really successful people. It's like, they value their word a lot, like a lot, a lot.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I remember reading this, uh, I think it was, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was a it was the Warburgs or the or the Morgans. It was one of the two, like as in J.P. Morgan, uh, where they were talking about one of the partners of uh, and why they liked doing business with him. And there was two things that they said that I highlighted that I thought was so interesting. And I even read it out to Trisha. Like I mean, I won't read the whole paragraph, but but one of the things was that he was so uh, uh, diligent in keeping his schedule that that the shopkeepers in the morning would set their clocks to based on when he walked by because they knew that he walked by at 7 a.m. every single morning. So every morning, they would all adjust their clocks to 7 a.m. Like as in if he walked by and you looked at the clock and it said 7.05 on your clock, you'd say, shit, my fi- my clock is five minutes fast. Like that's... Man. And I remember being like, damn, brother. Like, could you imagine being so reliable yeah, yeah. on your time no. that people set their
1: watch to you? So that guy, John... If he was in your business and he looked you in the eye and said, "John will do a million next year," do you have any doubt of his word? I mean, I, I certainly would believe him a lot more than other people. But then, there
2: but then the go. other thing was that they said that another guy. They said that of, of the same guy. I think his name was um, Paul Schiff, and uh, and they said that his word was so good. That you could bring it to the bank and cash it. And I was like, yeah. damn, right? There like, there you go.
1: There you go. There and you go. and
2: I read those two lines and I said, you know what? Like, um, I was just really disappointed because I was, you know what? Like, even though I like I because here's even even in the way I'm gonna explain this, you already can it's gonna be so obvious. But like, even though my word is good, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not cashable at the bank. Good. It's better than most, but it's not cashable at the bank. So it's like what you're saying is it's like it's either cashable or it's not. And if it's not, then don't justify it because it needs to be cashable, right? And it's like like it's like don't justify, oh, dude, I'm I'm more on time than most people. It's like, no, no, no. It's like if you've been late, you're in that category now. Like it's 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 a black and white kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you is can. Yeah. yeah, but you can escape. Like if you've been late, like you can always honor your word. Like that's the people. That's the that's the piece most people. What well, one thing
2: that you taught me, dude, is restoring integrity.
1: Like I, yeah. I had
2: never I hadn't heard of that term until I heard of you. Like in, until I, into you, you introduced me to that term. You said, "Hey man, I gotta restore integrity." I was like, "Shit," you know, because. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, there's a lot of situations in my life where I have not inst- restored integrity, oh. and and uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it sits with you.
1: Yeah. So he- here's how you can restore integrity. So here's an example. Um, where can I restore integrity with you? Let's see. Um, <sighs> trying to think. I think I've been pretty integrous in our relationship. I can't th- let me um okay, let, let's just think of an example, all right? Let's say uh let's say John I'll send you the email about Warren Buffett. Oh, oh, here's here's an example. You sent me an email about uh Warren Buffett and his speech, and I I don't think I replied to it, did I? Remember, you sent me like a video where he's like, oh, you're like, hey, brother, check this out. Uh, some guy asks Warren Buffett a great investor question. Sure. Oh, but this would be this would be part of the one where it's like, even if I
2: uh, do was as people expect, even if they don't. Exactly. Oh, dude. So, so, yeah. So that's
1: an example where I lacked some integrity. So here's all uh, here's what I would store integrity. I'm like, yo, John, you sent me this email. I watched the video and uh, I didn't reply to you. I know you didn't ask for a reply. But like it was kind of expected that you wanted to hear my opinion. So John, first of all, I I you know I take responsibility for not doing that. Um, I you know I suck at emails. But here's what I'm gonna do from the future. Um, but before I do that, I just want to ask you: Did that have an impact on you? Like, what impacts did it did it have um, on on your end? Were you like expecting a reply? Or did you, were you thinking that was kind of weird? Or
2: no, I, I it come like it like you know why though? It's because. Like uh, in the same way that like when I gift books, like, you know, I mean, like, like when I get when I gift books, I really don't expect people to read them.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like when I gift books. um, Yeah, that's perfect. So it had no impact on you. So that had no impact. Perfect. But either way, as a structure.
2: No, but like what I'm saying, though, is the reason why it hasn't had impact is because like. As a, like, at a societal level the expectations are so low oh got it okay. like think about like back in the day like if someone took the time to like like cause you know like I mean I I mean obviously like this is a bit, this is me exaggerating slightly but imagine I took the time to actually write out the speech from Warren Buffett cause I thought it was so valuable I, and I <laughs> put it in the mail and literally paid postage to go to your house and said hey Ammer I want I just I wrote up this speech from Warren Buffett cause I thought it was so valuable and I wanted you to hear it as well right If you didn't reply, I'd say, dude, what an (laughs) asshole, right? Because like I took all the time, you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, when you send a YouTube link, you don't exactly expect to reply because it was like pretty low cost on my end. Mm -hmm. Um, But books, though, have have always bugged me. When I give someone a book and I find out they didn't read it, I'm always like, you know what, touche, but you shouldn't have taken the book because one thing that, I mean, this is me just kind of rambling here, but. One thing I always try and do is that if someone's gonna gift me a book, I always refuse it if I don't
1: plan on reading it. Yeah, because, you, you said that once. I remember.
2: You Do because it bugs me. Because like,
1: uh, it's like a burden yeah. now, and it's not it's like it's a an burden. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because it, it, like, anytime I buy or read, um, or like or buy a book or am gifted a book, I then have it in my mind. Like like all of the books that I haven't read, like I know. Right, I know which ones, and I'm like, okay, but like, you know, I know there's certain years I want to read some books, and there's certain timing on certain things. Okay, fine, but when someone gives you a book and you accept it, uh, the 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 book, um, lying by Sam Harris, fantastic book. It's 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 like a it's it's more of an essay. You can the. I remember uh, there's a part in that book where he talks about this scene where. He was gifted a, uh, like, sort of like a poncho for Christmas one year mm-hmm. from, like, a family friend, and he was talking about not lying, and so he, he, he like, gets this poncho, and, and, and he says to his friend, this is beautiful, like, this is amazing, but, like, I would never wear this. It's just, it doesn't fit my style, and it just, like, I, I literally, this is going to go to my closet. I know I'm not going to wear it, even though I know it's beautiful. Is it possible I could just give this back to you, and you, you could give it to someone else who would actually appreciate it? Because I'm just not that guy. Something that's like nice. that. Yeah, that's right. Nice. So and that's remember, actually that's integrity.
1: That, that's integrity right there. Yeah. That's just straight up honesty. So, um, yeah. Having so that if, level
2: if, of integrity is is uh, yeah.
1: It brings maybe peace.
2: Maybe that's maybe that's uh, maybe, you know, maybe. Do you think that maybe do you think that's maybe the missing piece in my puzzle is is just yes. the, like I just, yes, need that, that
1: we've been sitting here for 50 minutes and you're telling me that you lack confidence on your ability to input any sort of actions in your life. That's a pretty big damn thing. So in order to regain confidence, you got to regain your word and restore integrity immediately in every area of your life. It's just that simple. Like, you just said it. Do you remember what what you had to do when you finished Landmark? Who'd you call that you didn't want to call? My father. Yes. Did you restore integrity there? What do you mean? Well, well, did you restore integrity? Did you talk about some things that you've always wanted to talk about?
2: Like, I called my father, if that's what you're asking.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So when you called your dad, did you talk about the commitments that maybe he broke dude or actually, you broke
2: dude straight up i actually um now that, now that we're going to get it, i don't want to talk about my childhood again but like but there was this conversation actually I had with my dad and it was one of the best conversations i ever had with any human ever and i i it was in my opinion it um cuz i actually it actually happened at the very beginning of this year like january like yeah i know yeah of 2020 and it, um, it changed the way I did business because the way I did business before was always like coming from a place of anger. of like wanting to prove yeah. my dad wrong. Wow. And I remember I had this, so I was sitting in my dad's truck. Uh, we, we'd just finished subway and him and I were sitting there and, and I said to him, you know, I said, Hey dad, I, you know, I gotta let you know something. Cause you know, this is, you don't know this, but for the last five years, I've basically dedicated myself to just trying to be the best I possibly can to try and prove you wrong wow wow there and you told, go man and i, and I said i said my dad I said you know i said to him i was like you know what? like my goal has basically been to like 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 my goal initially was to like like because like i told him i was like if 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 i wasn't successful then you were right and mm. i and all i wanted was for you to be wrong oh, geez, and then and then hold on but then where where it was even more That's epic actually was I, I thanked him i said you know dad i i actually want to thank you for like what you said to me because like Even though at the time it hurt me, one it was truthful,
1: but two, what
2: do you say? um, Like, I just want to say, like, not a lot of people would have said the things you said, and 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 I think it was for the better, right? Mm. Um, Whether you meant it that way or not, and and he, he just didn't, he didn't have like his face was like absence of any. He was like, what? Like he was just so blown away by. By truth. um, that's by, like by me just being open. To, like I even told him about how I wanted to buy a Jaguar and burn out the tires in his, you know, in his, in his driveway, hmm. and then I decided against it because it wasn't income producing asset. But, <laughs> but he that's uh, yeah, I, it was interesting, right? He was like, "Fuck, I didn't know," and I said, "Yeah." So thank wow. you. Okay, you know, so John, John,
1: right now, literally right now, think about people in your life that you need to have uh, a conversation like that. Not maybe of that level, because it's just d- different people need different conversations. Okay. Who in your life do you lack integrity with? Maybe it's an employee that you fired too harshly. Maybe it was somebody that was very rude to you. What, where, Where is a loose end? We need to tie up all loose ends possible. I did that two years ago. And that's why my has just worked, because all my focus was on my business. I tied up loose ends with my brother, Zaid. I had a lot of things that I wanted to say to him that I never said. I did the same with Sanad. I did the same with my mom. I did the same with my dad. I did the same with my aunt. I did the same with like multiple childhood friends and enemies. Every single person in my life, I cleaned up. And that's something that most people are not willing to do. And I don't blame them because it's very, 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 very difficult. But I cleaned up everything. Like everything, like after, after all these conversations, my life was just different. The way I looked at my, bro- my brothers was different. The way they looked at me was different. It was like insane. It was like a level of honesty that I've never reached before. And I reached it all within like a week or two. I just called everybody. And I cleaned up my whole life. And I, John, honestly, for 2021, you have the same responsibility. Like that, as a a friend, who we both hold each other to high standards, I don't think you can reach this next level unless you clean up these sort of relationships and then start being hyper aware of your word from this point forward. Like even, like you you remember how you said you're going to show up at 7, like at uh, 4.45 for this podcast. And then I said, oh, don't worry. I'm going to be here for uh, 5, your time. Right? And then you showed up on time. It's stuff like that. Like if you're late a minute. Like that will affect it. Like that's just not allowed anymore, Hmm. right? So right now, who are these people? It could be, could be ant. You remember uh, the ant that we talked about?
2: No, I cleared up all those.
1: Yeah. So, so who's left?
2: Well, I mean, there's certainly there's the there's the odd loose ends here, but I think the biggest loose end would be
1: myself. Okay. What do you mean? Like you well, yeah, like, with your I, word?
2: Yeah, I definitely I definitely think that like uh I I I would say that like I definitely have some loose ends and definitely some things that I need to pick up on. But I would say that by and large I would I would say like as a percentage-wise it's it's pretty good. It absolutely needs to be improved. Like, like like I said, I mean I found there was 10% of the time that I was la- I was not integrous in my business, which that's That's high, (laughs) ten percent. But I would say that like with myself though, like, like you know, writing something down of like, here's what I'm gonna go do, and then just not doing it, right? Or or holding myself to a certain standard of like, okay, here's, you know, um, a certain amount that we're gonna do, and then just not quite doing that. Yeah, but John,
1: you you keep putting them in different buckets. They're not different buckets. You can't be saying ten percent you can't be like that's one that's the point i'm trying to make here that's not how you get confident you're either you're confident or you're not period like this is what it is you're either in integrity or you're not hmm like you, you—it's binary,
2: actually. It's yeah. Like, okay. Well, hear me out, though. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, play a bit, a bit of devil's advocate. There is a certain allowance for things that are beyond your control, but I guess that—that's you're saying integrity is within. Well, give your me
1: an control, example. Though. I actually disagree. You have full and hundred percent control over your integrity. If I tell you I'm coming to Kelowna and the plane crashes, that's out of my control, but my word is still there to you. I'm like, hey, John, just want to let you know the plane crashed. I will not make it to Kelowna in 10 days. I'll probably be there in 20. That I still kept my, I am still in integrity because I let you know that I'm going to break my commitment the moment I found out that I'm going to break my commitment. That's honoring my word. You keep, that's, I think that's the part you're missing here.
2: Is the honoring of the word.
1: Yeah. If you say Trisha, honey, we're having dinner at seven and then the podcast is running late. Trisha, Honey, just want to let you know, the podcast is running late, another 15 minutes, I just found out right now. And then you have to acknowledge what the impacts of those are, and how you're going to not make sure that happens next time. Look, I know like the food's going to get cold, you're sitting there disappointed, you're now wondering if the podcast time is now not the right time you're you're now you know there's all you know you're not trusting me as much these are all actual impacts and you know what from this point forward as a structure i'm actually going to put an alarm that will ring 15 minutes before 7 p.m so that from this point forward whenever the alarm rings i have to say my goodbyes to amara and austin and call it a day and trisha when you tell her that oh thank you john guess what Your now your relationship with her is now back in integrity How would you restore integrity with yourself? It's
2: well, okay, very well, obvious how you so it's step very one. obvious it's very obvious how you would restore integrity
1: with someone else or yeah, how not. you would it's honor also, your word. How do you honor your word with yourself when you let? Yeah. Perfect. Step 1, what are the commitments that you broke? That's step 1. You have to acknowledge all the commitments you've broken. <laughs> Give me an example, okay. John. Tell me. Um what's a commitment you broke with yourself?
2: Well, I mean, I would say that it 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 really would come down to setting it like setting a task and then not actually going to do that task during okay, that well, given time. But yeah, so, so give me an, example. an example of that may be like the door knocking. Maybe I said I was going to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then maybe I got enough leads Monday, Tuesday, and I didn't go Wednesday.
1: Or oh, perfect, there you go.
2: Something so like that. Yeah. Did that actually happen? That example. To, to be honest, like this is one of those ones where it's like. There's There there might be the odd example here and there. Um, but this is what I was talking about earlier where it's like,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. Okay, John, you're not thinking hard enough. When was a time where you said, you know what? I'm going to do this right here, right now, by this time. And then you didn't do it. Uh, I'm going to spend more time with Trisha. I'm going to learn how to cook this. I'm gonna finally take the time to pick up this hobby, something like that. Oh what yeah, okay. Say-
2: well, there you go. So, um, recently, I said, to, I said to myself, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start painting, and I'm gonna finish one piece of art. Right? Okay, when did you when did you say that? When did you make that commitment? Oh, this must have been like two months ago. And okay. I sat down for a day and I started the painting, and then I just never did it again. You never finished it. No. Do you want to finish it? No. Okay, then, then then that's fine. I don't really feel like a lack of integrity there or anything. I mean, like, certainly yeah, so I the, started, but...
1: So yeah. you didn't break a commitment there. You, you have to think of a time where you broke a commitment. That's step one. Acknowledge the commitment you've broken. You're the one who said this This needs to be restored. No, no, I told... Well, no, I told you that... What I told you was that it, it's a...
2: Um, it's it's the fear of 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 breaking a commitment. Although I, I you would imagine that the the fear of breaking a commitment would would be because you've broken commitments. you
1: get hundred like percent.
2: I would say like a really common one would be like let's say there was um uh like a a dispute with a customer over something that was included or not included, and I I know it wasn't, and they felt like it was, and then I just simply did not follow up. Like I just brushed it off and just like let it be in the limbo so there's like maybe like a few clients where like they they believe something should have been painted it shouldn't have been painted and then rather than actually communicating with this uh, with them i've just simply like stopped communicating with them and
1: then well how'd you get the final check then
2: uh oh no like like for example like maybe like there was like maybe something was caught after the fact or something like that
1: oh like hey john i know you finished this project for us last week we noticed that the shed wasn't painted we thought we agreed that it was going to be painted, and then you just don't talk to them. You R-bomb them.
2: It, well, I'd say even worse. Like I might even be like, "Yeah, hey, we'll come back for that," and then we just and then that.
1: Oh, John. Yeah. So you're a liar. Yeah. You just lied there. Yeah. That's a blatant lie. That's not being well of integrity. I
2: would. I yes, it falls into the lie in the sense that we haven't gone back yet, but. Uh, I certainly in a lot of these situations, I'm not saying like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I'm going into it with the intention of not actually going back though. I think it's, it's, it's a, the fact that they, yeah, like, they haven't, like, for example, it's, it's, no, no, I know, I know. But what I'm, I, I wouldn't call it, a, I would just, I'm, maybe I'm sensitive to the lying part. But um, the reason why I say it is that I'm not going into it, like openly trying to deceive them. It would be like a. It would be like a situation where I've said, hey, I'm gonna go back and fix it. And then they just never contact me to actually follow up. And therefore, like I'm off the hook. Do you see what I'm saying there? So like that's that's lack of integrity. So I'm not lying to them per se, but it's a lack of integrity in the sense that like
1: now that John, like it's it's
2: off my books, I know that zeros. they're not gonna come.
1: No, no, I know I know. You, I'm, you I'm, said I'm, you're I'm gonna do up it. To this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. Yeah. Just relax. Second step here is just acknowledge that you said you were going to do something and that you didn't do it. Yeah, that's that's what's called lying or integrity. Who cares? Whatever. Put that aside. Did you say you're going to do something and then didn't do it? Did that happen?
2: Yeah, I. I, You know, there was a situation where with a guy's fence where Ray Cohut and he said that that we didn't do enough prep on the backside of the fence, and then it's like I said, yeah, hey, we'll go back and do it, and. Okay. And then I just left it that, and but but it's like things like that that gnaw at you, where you're like, you know what, man, like, there's a guy out there who, yeah. who has a low opinion of me, you know, yeah. And it's and, and what's frustrating in situations like that is that you can be so integrous in some areas, and then just have a total lapse in others, and and uh, that's frustrating in the sense that like there's one guy out there. Who just is like, yeah, John Morgan? That guy doesn't—he doesn't have a trustworthy word. Whereas another person could be like, oh yeah, John Morgan's trustworthy as they come. And it's like that's the discrepancy. Mm-hmm.
1: There is like that bothers me. Okay, right? cool. So that's the commitment. Now, what are the impacts of of with with Ray? What are the impacts on him? What are the impacts on you of not keeping that word that you gonna that you said you're gonna go back and do the extra prep?
2: Well, I mean, obviously, Amher, like he's he wouldn't want to use this again. He wouldn't refer us to his things. Um, He may also not trust student painters going forward, so that would sabotage the future franchisees. Yep. That's pretty big. Uh, uh, You know, it it ruins the brand in general. Um, He may also just have a distrust in, in painting businesses of themselves. He may rely on using uh, independent contractors who ultimately may also disappoint him as well so i mean there's, there's a long things i mean his fence also may not legitimately last as long which is going to cost him more money maybe his mm-hmm. kids can't go to college because he has to you know paint his fence multiple times rather than it lasting longer yeah. i mean you, you you could go on i think for a long time yeah
1: and what's the impact on you
2: well the impact on me is that like it it, it certainly doesn't feel good to not be integrous like what being out of, of that being out of integrity with someone is is um yeah it's not it's not a good feeling that's for sure i, I don't know how to describe the feeling hey it's kind of interesting
1: mm. but what's the impact of having that feeling on you well certainly it would it would it would um it would
2: uh diminish your confidence in that you would act integrous going forward
1: and what's the impact of that well certainly it would prevent you from from hitting your goals. And what's
2: the impact of that? Well, that you don't get what you want
1: out of life. And what's that like? Well, I mean certainly it's not desirable. There you go. Okay, now that the impacts are pretty clear, what structure Are you going to put, and when I say structure, I mean like step-by-step system. Are you going to implement in your business going forward that this will never happen again? And I mean never.
2: In the same way that like, so like financially, I'm very integrous in the sense that like, if I write you a check, it's not going to bounce.
0: Hey listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Weekly Call. We just have a quick yet very important message for all of you the three of us are currently actively in pursuit to find young ambitious and like-minded people that are interested in business management and business ownership roles roles that three to five years ago put austin ammer and john in a place where they could learn grow and optimize their discipline and habits these positions are available all across canada so it doesn't matter if you're in victoria british columbia or saint john's newfoundland there is an opportunity where you are located if you're interested in working directly with Amher, Austin and John and learning what it takes to run an efficient and scalable business, please drop us a line at at gmail.com, all one word for more information. Now back to this episode of the Weekly Call.
2: That's why like when I read that when I read that quote about how like this guy's word was so good that you could go to a bank and cash it, I thought to myself it's like you, you, like I just I I have to basically every single time I make a commitment I have to act as if I'm writing a check and I have to realize that like okay if that check bounces like that's a legitimate thing like this isn't really going to fuck me up right like got it yeah yeah so I have to really I have to but now what what would be the step by step? I don't know what do, you do? What, what do you do? Like what what are your step by step pro what's your step by step process to ensure that you're integrous? I mean at this point it seems like it's just such a habit for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for one I use Google Calendar So I'll show you a live example of me giving you my word to do something. Okay, watch this. So I'm gonna go here. So let's say, from this podcast, I made a commitment to you that I'm gonna send you this end of year review that I'm gonna do. I literally just go send. And then I set the time. This is literally I do I do this every time.
2: Yeah, I I actually do something similar. I, I actually use a physical book just cuz I much much prefer the physical, but yeah, I'm No, very... but check
1: this out. But look what your physical book can't do. This is going to give me 3 notifications on my phone.
2: Yeah, again, you know, it's it's not even so much of that. It's not it's not like a reminder. It's not like a memory thing. It's not like I forgot to do something, okay? that lack of integrity part is is like staring that that object or that that task dead in the eyes and saying not going to do you
1: yeah that only happens do, due do to do you see the, what I'm saying yeah 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 but that happens john because you're not thinking about the impact if if every time think about it like this actually think about a world like this if every time you're about to eat a burger from McDonald's every time the moment that you that you're about to bite into the burger you get a flash forward of you sitting in a chair looking in the mirror as a fat guy like a vivid vivid vision
0: yeah
2: it's a similar what, argument to like that, how you know if who would smoke a cigarette if every single time you smoked a cigarette you instantly got cancer virtually no one right but it's exactly. inevitable right yeah yeah so so the only, it just seems like you, the impacts are not as, as. Okay. I'll aggressive. tell you what, I I have a very good idea. What do you think of this? Okay. I, I actually want your honest feedback because like I said, there's, if I schedule something and I, cause it's not a memory thing. It's, 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 if I have it scheduled, I know that I'm going to at least stare at it. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. So that's do you see the what I'm difference saying. Yeah. 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 Like I, I don't, I don't have a lack of memory for me. It's, it, it's, I, in my opinion, it's weaker. Because it's not even like I forgot something; it's that I actually am actively choosing to be. Uh, is it non integrous Is that is that the way you'd say yes, it? Yes, it is. Which is, in my opinion, weaker because it's it's a it's, it's yeah. Out of integrity, you can call it. Yeah, I'm I'm actively choosing to be out of integrity, which is just the worst, right? Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. i t- here's what I think. Here's the actionable step. Um, I will any single time that i'm out of integrity as in not following my schedule. so if i if i write something into my schedule, okay? i have to keep my word. okay? yeah, you should and, be but here's what I'll,
1: about writing in your schedule.
2: yeah, but like but how how I'll be integrous is that everything has to go in the schedule, which i'm pretty good for. but but here's where I'll, here's the change though. rather than just simply using the end of my eraser and erasing it and saying, "oh, i'm still integrous, i didn't have anything written down." Um, I I have to write out the consequences of my action of not being integrous. Every single time I want to not, every single time I'm I'm sitting there thinking, you know what, I'm supposed to be reading for the next hour. Maybe I won't. I have to sit there and write out and be like, okay, here's what happens if you don't read, John. You know.
1: uh, Oh, got it. So if there's a time where you don't do a commitment, you have to write out why you didn't do it. No, but even worse, like if I'm
2: sitting there on the teetering edge of like, fuck, do I do this task or not? I'm gonna write out. I'm the just gonna sit there and be like, yeah, here's what, here's, here's the consequences. And and if I do find myself out of integrity, I have to write out. But even worse, I
1: have to present it to Trisha. Uh, I I disagree with the second part. I think that writing out the consequences is pretty good. I think you just have to call that person. Like, there's a phone call you have to make to Ray. Like, that's not going to disappear. No, I get that, dude. But you know, what I'm
2: saying, though, is, like, for example, let's say I'm supposed to be reading for an hour. I'm not going to fucking call myself and say, hey, John, I'm not going to be able to read oh, for the okay. next hour. Yeah, what oh, I'm yeah, saying is I'm going to write out. Yeah, but if I tell Trisha, like, I mean, because ultimately I'm doing a lot of stuff for her and I, right? So it's like, you know, or Got even it. worse. I mean, I could even be like, hey, Dor- hey, Hey, dear baby Cornelius. Hey, just just in case you're wondering why, why it is that you actually don't get to go to college, huh. right? It's because your father chose to not be integrist. He chose to not fucking read, right? Or he chose to not do this, right? Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. i would maybe that's the best way of doing it. Hey, every single time, a little dear Cornelius letter. Yep. <laughs> That'd be dirty, hey?
0: Yeah,
2: that's pretty
1: scary. I wouldn't want dude, to do that. Those,
2: dude, I would not. Dude, I'll tell you right now, I don't want to write any
1: negative dear Cornelius letters. Hmm. Well, John, these 24 incidents that you were out of integrity, I would actually write down these customers' names and I would call. I them. I already did. I already did call. Them, not call, call them. them. No,
2: sorry, I didn't call them, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you still have to call them. Why why do I say have to? It's because you told me your goals and, and what you want in life. Um, have you told me anything I, otherwise? Can I
2: actually ask you about some of these cuz like some of these, you know, I can't tell if it's a lack of integrity or these are things I just need to drop. Like I hear like there there's two sure. in particular, for example, where it's like the client has claimed that I charged them too much, and these are typically uh, trim jobs that are in the fifteen to two thousand dollars range that my crew did in one day.
1: Sure, sure. That I don't think that's out of integrity. I think you just that's that's a sign that you need a better sales process.
2: Well, here, well, here, here's where there's a, there's a question of integrity though. Is that typically the way I do my expectation setting and? One of them I actually did restore integrity because um, she left a negative review, uh, like, in our internal page, basically just stating that she felt like that we had charged too much. And so um, I talked to her and I basically explained to her, I said, hey, like, you know, um, like, this is one thing I have to do when I set expectations of, of how I'm going to do a project. I, I I'm in this weird predicament where I have to basically play on the side of caution because it's like – if i tell you like let's say it's it's most likely going to be like a, a a um like a two day job right and i tell you it's going to be 2 to 3 days it's like that gives me a really safe window of like you know what like if we do do get it done in 3 it's like oh i did kind of set some expectation if it's done in 2 perfect if it's done in 1 it's like okay well now it's it's early right um, but the, the, the odds are that virtually, you know, no one really gets that mad if you finish it early, but almost unanimously everyone's upset if you finish it late. So because of that, I, the way I set my expectations with projects, which tends to pay off in 99% of situations, is that if it's, let's say it's a five day project, I'll tell them it's going to take five to seven days knowing that it might finish in four to five, right? But based on the crew, based on weather conditions, I, I always play on, this, on the upper side of those limits, right? so that's where this question of integrity is whereas in both these projects i said yeah i'll probably get it done in two days but then whereas when it got done in one they're like hold on that's like a hundred that's a you know that's a 50 percent reduction right
1: yeah yeah we, we, we talked about this before like was there something new you're adding or no i'm just wondering do you think that's a lack of integrity i think that like like it's yeah that's a lack of like in integrity of your like of your business, not with the customer. Mm. So in your in your business systems, you need to have a better process to set proper expectations.
2: Emma, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. Was that? When my when because what I used to previously do was always oh, give them okay mo- okay so yeah yeah to, okay, <clears> sorry it, yeah it. I used to, I'm sorry do, I'm I used do. to give them the most optimistic estimates trying to appease their optimistic self, but then that always led to you know she got it. It always led to them being. So I'm saying this actually statistically speaking, this is where I was going earlier about the whole devil's advocate thing is like. I, I feel like I'm, I have, I'm carrying a lot of things where it's like, I can't tell if it's, this is like me, like outside of my control or just playing the odds on things. But I feel like there is certain things that fall into this category in life where it's like, you know, I have to pick between the two. Like I can't, like, like I can try and get more advanced with it. But I mean, I, I either have to be safe or cautious or optimistic, right? Like I I can't, like, I can't, you, you can't be both cautious and optimistic. like I can't tell someone like if it's Why a two day job I can't tell them it's me one to four days that's that's too fucking big of a window they'd be like well is it one or four what do you mean right you can give a reasonable window right but if you're on the well, hold generous
1: side who said that I used to do the one to four thing I never had any problems with it I used I to had give a huge lot windows. I actually had
2: a lot of problems I well I I would say that based on my experience you know of doing you know two million dollars in painting at this point. I had a very bad experience early in my career of constantly telling people the optimistic of, like, we're going to get it done in three days, knowing it might take
1: three to five, right? And so... No, <clears throat> I gave ranges. I'm talking about ranges, not optimistic.
2: Ammer, you got to listen to me, man. I'm also giving ranges. What I'm trying to specify is that between the upper or lower limit, like, you can't... you 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 could try and be too broad i had a bad experience with that you could try and be optimistic i had a bad experience with that oh god okay as i'm saying so i pick the i'm very cautious with my times i'm 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 not optimistic i give them the higher limits okay and that works for 99% of the people but like is it a lack of integrity on 2% like probably not but it still no. hangs with me in the sense that like fuck like like those two like i i told her that i said you know it, it sucks cuz it's like you let some
1: people down but like is it just cuz they slip into the cracks or is it you know yeah i think the the people that fall through the cracks just need more conversations that's how i see it it's not like oh you okay, like, fell through the cracks, you know but even like over. today
2: for example like you know like yeah i didn't i didn't want to run because i had a blister like, pretty gnarly blister in the back of my like the back of my uh foot but then i was also like yeah but you know how it is man if you don't fucking run like you know it's it's like you know that that's a slippery slope so i ran today with this like gnarly blister in the back of my ankle and now now it just fucking sucks right i mean but it felt good though that, that i was like oh okay like i'm integrist, like I, I kept my running but at the same time it was kind of like harmful to be like that integrist to myself right so yeah it
1: could be it could be argued that you're that your, your, your blister is a sign that your body's out of integrity because it's not being taken care of so if you're running, <laughs> it's like there's levels to integrity. Like that blister is a sign that maybe you're not taking, you're not applying the right stuff for your feet when you run. But so then you can look at your exercising.
2: I definitely agree, though. I think that um, Yeah. Anyway, like in, in, in a similar sense to like, you know, like as, as a stoic, you you know, you, you, ha- you have these ideals that you try and live up to. I, I think that the ideal that that your, your word is so viable that someone could actually go to the bank and cash it. I think that's it's, something that I think I should try and live up to. Hundred percent. I definitely think that if if John Morgan and integrity were in the same sentence, I think that that would be a win.
1: Hundred percent. I think that's that's what the, what what the focus should be for for twenty twenty one. More integrity, and I think everything will fall fall in between for you. What's
2: something that you're going to try and focus on next year?
1: Um. I just sales. I mean, the course is done, and now it's time to write Facebook ads. That's where I'm at. Um, we're at $15,000 in sales and we have enough money in the bank to start running some Facebook ads. And, uh, yeah. So it just really goes from there. I can't really have too long-term of goals because like, depending on how the ads do, that might change everything if they do really well. You right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, the goal is the same as last year. I'm just honoring it for this year. Do a million. I think we can do a million. So um what changed systematic.
2: what changed over because it's been i guess basically it's been like a year since you since the tony robbins event which is right around when you said okay million bucks. yeah that was november 8th yeah okay what has changed since then that now is allowing you to say okay you know what i said a million dollars clearly wasn't oh, within yeah. the realm of whatever but now it is like what's changed since then that you're like you know what okay now
1: i can do this Yeah, I just had no idea on what timelines meant in my business. Like, I just thought, oh, like, I'll just build a course in, like, two months. Bro, it took us 12 months to build the course. I I was, like, (laughs) seven times, like, slower than I should have been. Um, Is that because you
2: just, you you genuinely underestimated? Yeah, just pure ignorance on what what it took. It wasn't a work ethic thing. It was actually a.
1: No, 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 it wasn't because it was just like. To build the content, to double check it.
2: But we're talking about like how many
1: hours do you think you work this year? 2,000 hours? I I have no idea. The the thing with this business is like I can't just work every hour. There isn't stuff to do because there's a lot of it is built on data and getting data. So let me explain. Okay, sure. Uh, So I can only get data about my market and how good my offering is based on how many phone calls I have and how they go. So think of phone calls as estimates, okay? We'll just call them estimates. I did 30 estimates since November, since May, actually. And it took us a long-ass time to get those 30 estimates. Sometimes I would have to send 800 messages on eight hundred messages to 800 different people on LinkedIn to get one phone call. Or on Kijiji, I have to send a thousand of these text messages. I However, see the conversions are just so astronomical. Yeah. However, yeah. you can easily say, "Well, Emma, why don't I just do like eighty thousand messages on LinkedIn?" Well, John, it's because I'm limited to seventy per day. And on Kijiji, I'm limited to thirty-three texts. Why per day. are you limited to seventy per day? Because then you would be marked as a spammer and and blocked off the LinkedIn website. Or if on Kijiji, you're texting people, you'd be marked as a spammer on your texts and nobody would get your texts anymore. So this part of the business is inherently slow. But now that I've reached the point where I am, where I have the data. So oh, dude, I got to show you this. This looks. This, this is sick. I got the data of all 30 of these phone calls. I recorded them, transcribed them, and I've extracted out everything about these customers to write the perfect ads to the to that market. So look at this. How would you describe your niche? Who are they? What demographic? Oh, I'm not even sharing your screen. Who are they? What demographic are they in? And then I like put that down. What's their current situation? What's their current situation? Why is, is their current situation painful? And then I would literally go through every phone call, through my notes, listening to why they are in pain, because I have a question in there, like, you know, what's the most painful thing? What are your top three daily frustrations, like stuff, stuff like that, I would do and ask, and then I had to go through all 30. So that's all the pains that they feel, you know, stuff like this, stuff like that, what's their desired situation, all these things they, they desired for, right? And the biggest one was this one, to this one as well, like, that's what the market really cares about. So when it's time to write ads. I need this data, and John, I finally have the data, and and now it's just a matter of putting together five Facebook ads that I'm gonna have to run and find out which one's like the best one. And he, there's like headlines that I'm gonna go through. Um, I'm, would I'm you creating. be wasting? Would you be wasting money? Like
2: if you. Um like, so for example, uh, like with door knocking, I mean, I, I suppose you could spend however much time trying to perfect the perfect, say, uh, cold calling pitch, but you could also just knock on doors and just sort of get some sort of like, even if it's not as good of results. But like, wh- wh- what's your hesitation to like, just like how many, um, how many ads do you have up this year? Zero. But no like, ads. did you not want to just test drive a random ad and just see what the results are it's, of having?
1: It's a waste of money. It's a waste of money. That's why you need to do like testing, like market research, get that data and then start running the ads. Cause John, even with this market data, I'm going to run ads that I think are going to work, but then they they're going to fail. And that's, me I suppose I, I, I
2: mean, this is where I, I, I think that, um, I think that you've sort of noticed this with myself. I, I stopped calling myself an entrepreneur like a year or two ago. Right. I just no longer consider myself an entrepreneur. And I like, uh, do you know what I do you know when I was actually the exact moment where I looked over at Trisha and I said, fuck that. I have no desire to be an entrepreneur. When? She, she'll tell you. I was reading the Elon Musk book. Oh, yeah. I was reading it and I, I put it down in my lap. I took a deep breath and I looked over at Trisha and she just knew I was going to say something like that. She was like, there was." I was like, you know what? I'm not an entrepreneur. And I kept reading, and That was it. <laughs> and, and it was. But it was like I was like that was like such a clear moment in my life that I was like, you know what? I have no desire to be that guy. Uh, and you know, and this is something that I take for granted, right? Because I mean, it's like when you say like designing a like an ad, I'm like, oh, I just I just have like StudentWorks just has a flyer that they've already pre-made. Exactly. That, like I don't have to put any thought of how the flyer works. I don't have to pay someone to design the flyer, right? I have to so, do all of that. Yeah, where this is interesting, whereas like, this is why I, I've I've come to the liking of just like, I'm a business guy, but like, I'm not like an entrepreneur. Like, I'm not trying to create things necessarily. I'm just trying to operate things. You know what I mean? Like, just, like Do you see you the difference go. between the two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what what do you think is, man, it's interesting how you and I are different in that respect, right? Like, whereas I'm much more, like, I, like, I would say that's maybe the most key distinction is operation versus creation, right? Do you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to operate businesses, but I have no desire to... Like, I want to operate and and uh, like accumulate business, but I have no desire to create a business. Yeah. I think I'm just lazier than you. That's why. Wow. Because I thought it was the other way. <laughs> Hold on. No, 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 no. I thought I was way... La- no, no, Amber, that doesn't make sense. I'm the one that's clearly lazier because I'm trying to buy businesses or operate businesses that have already been pre-established. I don't want to have to go create one. I think... The whole reason why I don't call myself an entrepreneur is is because Elon, no, no, I think that you're looking at it the wrong way. (laughs) No, no, no. Dude, Elon is clearly working way fucking harder than like Warren Buffett.
1: Yeah, but he has more money than him.
2: No, no, but Warren didn't, like, I would say that Warren is like a true like businessman capitalist, whereas Elon is like a true entrepreneur. Like I would say those two are, yeah, dude, Elon has worked way the fuck more than Warren, you don't think?
1: Yeah, I think Elon's the hardest working man on earth. Yeah,
2: that's my point. But he's an entrepreneur. He's not lazy. There's zero part of him that's lazy.
1: Well, I'm not, Read first of all, I'm book. not Elon Musk. I'm not Elon Musk. So let me make that very clear. Second of all, I think I'm lazier than you because in order for the business to make money, you have to operate it. Whenever you stop operating it, it stops making money. Whereas if I build a business like this, Oh, okay, no, but Amor, but
2: clearly, but I mean, that that's a, that's a very limited view of what I'm going to be, of what I, well, well I'm, I have I'm not including
1: investments. If we include investments, then obviously,
0: no, I but, also, Amor, but I like Amor, to buy real but estate. but what I
1: mean though is I have, I have zero
2: desire, like, like currently I'm operating a business, but going forward, if I buy a business and I'm operating it or not operating it, like, like that's not like, um. Like I would say that, I think I said this in the last call, Like I don't think I've built a good business because I'm still like having to work actively in it, right? But as an entrepreneur, uh,
1: you're creating a business, but I don't like... Um. So th- think, about, think about my two years in StudioWorks versus your seven. In my second year, I had 49 hours on my phone because I created systems within my business that had it run automatically because I'm just lazier than you. I'm now creating this business that's going to run automatically because I don't want to be working in two years. You're okay with working in two years. We're both lazy. I'm just way lazier. Do you think that's the case? Because I I don't know. That's 100% the case. I dreaded the fact of ever... I climbed a ladder twice in my life.
2: No, I mean, but I, I, I think that I have, a, a, like, I mean, obviously, like, we're both rather industrious individuals, but it's interesting how we're both going about it in different ways, like, um, as far as like, because I think that both of us are wanting to get to a certain point, like, like, uh, like some sort of financial independence number where it's like,
1: yeah, just financial, free. like, if I'm making 70 grand a year passively, without, like, having to worry about it, man, like that, oh, my God, that's euphoria. And then I'll just be playing with the other money, just having fun with it whatever it is building a business solving this problem here i you know, I never
2: i never had really viewed entrepreneurship as a lazy endeavor
1: yeah i think the biggest entrepreneurs are the laziest they know if they work their butt off for 10 years they don't have to work for 50 i guess if you're if you're if you're yeah okay yeah I mean, that, that's the essence of laziness isn't it reducing the sure. effort that you need to do but like
2: as an entrepreneur though like if like if i think that like right now like you're an entrepreneur but you're trying to eventually become more of a capitalist and what i mean by capitalist is and you're just me allocating your money right 100%. 100%. yeah okay well then i think that we're both in the same boat there where we're both trying to get to that same end goal um yeah but you're doing it through creating and, and doing it all on your own versus i'm doing it yeah as in like yeah like i want to try because and- Use pre-established either businesses yeah. or routes, whereas you're like, yeah. "Hey, yo, I'm gonna go off on my own. I'm gonna go like." Yeah, because I think I can
1: do yeah. it faster. Because I think I can do it faster than you. That's it. Uh, Not man, bigger I, than you, faster. Yeah, that's no, I'm, I'm super curious to see if that's straight the, the case. Like, like, okay, like, what, what
2: do you think the like, what is it that like, what, like, okay, like, when you say faster, meaning as there's a, <clears throat> there's a, there's a point in which that you would get to before me. Like, that's the faster, right? What is that point? Correct. To like a million cash like that's that i think that's when you say like a million, million cash dollars. like a million dollars if you liquidated or literally a million dollars in cash no in like like in cash yeah you'll definitely get there before me because if i had a million dollars in cash it would it would be very temporary as in because that would be like because i mean hold on i'll give you the benefit of the doubt here when you say a million so, dollars but, in cash but, but like, then
1: one the once i have million dollars in cash they're gonna go and buy an apartment building
2: but would you ever have a million in cash though? Because like you would be allocating it in, in increments, right? Like that was what yeah. I used to think too. Like I want a million dollars in cash. But like wouldn't you have it allocated? Like you wouldn't. What you well, mean by a the- million is like, like, for example, if you had a million dollars in equity in real estate, that would count as a million in cash for
1: you? No, no. So my goal is to make $70,000 a year passively through real estate. To get there, I need a $1.3 million apartment that I would own fully. Because in Toronto, a one point three million dollar apartment will cash flow at seventy thousand. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, I want to, you know, own that outright or as close as outright as possible. So then that's one point three. But like, if you had a yeah. million
2: dollars in stock in BMO, you know, and that paid you fifty grand a year or something like that, like that, like that's like, like that's I mean, I'm okay they,
1: with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Cool. okay. So hold on. So like, so a million dollars. Do you think so? I mean, I guess this is maybe two guys that are going to bicker, but um, do you think so? I mean, how how, how fast do you think you could get there?
1: Man, honestly, I think two years. Yeah. If you do it in two, I think you'll beat me. Yeah. I remember writing somewhere that I I was going to be a millionaire at 23. I'm 22 now. I turn 23 in like five months. I think you're 22. Yeah, good for you, man. Thanks, man. But I can still throw it all away. Like, it's not over, right? So. It's a constant play, but I think No, I, but what I mean by so. good for you, though, is like,
2: I don't know, it seems like, um, yeah, I, I not good for you.
1: I've just been luckier, man. I, I've been blessed to have amazing people at an early age. Like, at, at 17, I started finding people So, like, do you think that you, like,
2: um, <clears throat> what you said sounded like, do you think that you're going to get there faster than than someone, uh, than
1: me, because you became an entrepreneur? Yeah, like, I'm just, bet. like, this is where the bet happened. This is where both of our paths split. <coughs> you you did four, 450, 460, and I did 500. We're basically like right there at the same point. We had almost the same amount in cash, right? And I just like looked at the situation and I looked at five years. I'm like, okay, I wanna to get to this goal in five years as fast as possible. I can grind it out with a job in student Works, or I can try this. I put down a bet. I placed my bets on the table that I will get there more efficiently, more likely, and faster using this route. More likely, paper. yeah. You think so? Likely, yeah. This, yes.
2: Yeah, I, um, I would agree that there. <clears> I would agree that through entrepreneurship, you could certainly get there. I mean i guess it depends i mean we're really going to be picking like picking straws oh, well actually
1: again. hold on i take back the more likely and i now thought yeah about yeah yeah, yeah. okay like, the likely no, part is like, the part likely. i would dispute
2: because it definitely it's seems more like that you could get more uh extra rich through entrepreneurship than through like business accumulation and what i mean and, and the reason why i believe that's the case is because <clears throat> when i talk about being like a businessman and a capitalist i'm talking about acquiring capital allocating it earning some sort of return on that, um, you know, a a fair market return on your investment. And so, you know, that fair market return, obviously, depending on what you're investing in is going to change. But, you know, let's say on average between stocks, real estate, you know, some sort of business acquisition or operation, uh, would say you could get somewhere between a 10 to 12% return, okay? Stocks being maybe a bit lower than that, real estate maybe being in that to a bit higher, to then, uh, you know, maybe uh, like a franchise purchase being like a very high um, return on investment, but like you know, a little bit riskier. Um, <clears throat> it's solely dependent on how much capital you have. So that's why I say maybe it's more likely because as in, like, if you know how much capital you have that you're, how much free capital you have each year, and you have a reasonable um, range of return. It, it's it, there's a math you're like look at two years to this day based on these numbers here's when i'm gonna be i mean obviously it doesn't work out that way but but you but it's very like it's very meth methodical that way <clears throat> there's yeah. not much speculation is what i mean yeah <clears throat> sorry my i'm gonna drink a bit of water here yeah that's fine man
1: yeah that's what it comes down to and <clears throat> man, the goal in 2021 <clears throat> is just uh yeah <clears throat> just get there as efficiently as possible <clears> throat> um throat> man i i, <clears throat> I really think what we have is revolutionary. Um, the market definitely needs it. Um, based on what I've been hearing on these phone calls, and John, when I start running these ads, once we find an ad that just like works, I think it can like it can go viral. What I mean by viral, I think it'll have like a lot of good conversion because this is a, such an unoptimized industry that it just takes one person to properly optimize it to like change the whole game. And, and I think and I can do it. And being
2: the consulting industry?
1: No, 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 no. The trade industry. Contracting, the remodeling industry. Because the moment, let's say Mike. Mike is a carpenter. And he works for another carpenter. And Mike decides to run a business. That moment that Mike decides he has nowhere to go to That he can learn how to run a business efficiently at a good price. Well, do you think that will come from
2: consulting, or do you think that, because in a sense that's already happened to some degree through franchising, right? Businesses that used to be, you know, just your run-of-the-mill Joe Blow painter, you know, all the all the things that we know about contractors, and once it's under a franchise brand, it instantly becomes a lot more reputable, a lot more right. So. You know, you look at companies like like Junk Removal probably used to be a pretty, like, you know, cr- crazy industry. But then as soon as 1-800-GOT-JUNK gets involved, all of a sudden now it's a very reliable industry, right? Bingo. Um yeah. Pro, Student Works, Pro yeah. Works. Some people uh, wow, don't want to
1: franchise. Some people just mm-hmm. want to run their own thing. It's like chocolate or vanilla. Mm-hmm. You know, franchising is chocolate. I'm going to be But
2: wrong. what you are – but like the, the thing that you're talking about when you say revolutionary is you're bringing – franchise systems and methodology to the, to the everyday contractors without them having to necessarily be a part of a franchise. Bingo. Right. But at the same time though, you are, you know, charging a fee and you are, you know, so it's, it's, it's similar, but you're essentially the, the, the main difference being that they are keeping their own branding, but otherwise you're, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, it's like, it's one of those gut feelings. It like, it sits in my gut. Like, remember we talked about the, um, it's like this other gut, like, he uh, was in the Q&A question. And like, when somebody asked me, oh, Amber, are you going to have sex before marriage? And I, I, I have this feeling in my gut that, I, that somebody out there, whether it's me or somebody else, can put a best-selling book together about this subject. It's like one of those things. Like, I've only had maybe two or three gut feelings in my life that just felt right. The consulting business is one of them. This book is another. And joining Student Works was another. Like, those were, like, indisputable gut feelings that just feel right. Um, so I'm pursuing, yeah, that's why I'm pursuing this. And But hey, John, look, here's the beautiful thing about what I'm doing. Let's say I fail magnificently in the next two or three years. Then for the rest of my life, I can look back and say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not meant to be an entrepreneur. I'm meant what, to be." What
2: would you? What would? Uh, what? Um, what are the terms of failure? Like at what point? I know that we kind yeah. of briefly touched upon this, but like at what point do you say, "You know what? Yep, here's the failure point. I hit the threshold. Boom."
1: Yeah. So the failure point looks like the ads don't work for a year. Like for I spend an entire year trying to find ads that resonate with the market. That like, by the way, the odds of that are so incredibly low, but it's still there. So that's the first, first failure. And then I, have to, I would have to spend another year trying to figure out another marketing stream that's not ads that also fails for another two years. So that's the three-year like failure window. So I spend a year trying to find one ad that works well. And here's what I mean by an ad that works well. That means it's cash flow positive. I mean, if I put Let's say I'm selling a book for a hundred bucks and it costs me a hundred bucks per like cost per acquisition. That's a, that's a, that's a, an ad that fails. So let's say I spend an entire year just breaking even or losing money on every single ad I possibly come up with that, like that, that would be just so ridiculous, you know? So yeah. And then. After figuring out, okay, you know what, Facebook ads don't work. Google ads don't work. I'm going to try like referral marketing or this and that or whatever. That fails for two consecutive years. Then I can be like, you know what, I, I guess nobody nobody really wanted this. That's when I'll be like, okay, you know what, I might come back to StudentWorks. I, I might move to Kelowna and, and w- run the business with you for a couple of years, make some cash. Who knows? But like... I don't even care about that plan B because I'm just so certain that this, that this is going to work. Hmm. But like, what do I have to be afraid of? Like, I mean, you know how much money I got, right? Like, I'm in, a, I'm in a safe spot. I'm liquid. I have to give this a shot. I have to give entrepreneurship a shot. People always ask me, Amor, why'd you shoot for such a big goal? It's so that I can give myself this opportunity. I have enough cash to fail consecutively for the next three years. And that's truly a blessing. If I make zero dollars. Isn't that lose, uh, isn't that yeah, something so that uh yeah.
2: That that's the interesting thing about money, hey? Like that's one thing that I um yeah.
1: It's pretty cool. Dude, it's I pretty my fucking off. cool.
2: That that's yeah, like the like coolest a, thing about money is is yeah.
1: Yeah, like I worked my butt off for one year and it gave me three years of freedom. Like that's that's one in three. That's goddamn good. And if I lower my living expenses, I can maybe turn that into four. If I go back and move in with my parents, I could turn that to like 10. Yeah, but it's, the really, idea it's is, really interesting. Yeah, I just need to see this through. I have to find out, am I meant to be an entrepreneur? And I think in 2021, this question will finally be answered. And there will come a week where I will produce more than you, John. And you'll be like, hey, Amr, we produced 43K this, well, in these two weeks. Yeah, and I'll be but, like, John, but I sold 40,000 in these the two weeks. The one thing
2: I will say, though, is that it, it is about averages. Um, yeah. One thing that I always find so funny, and, and <clears throat> please don't fall into this category because I will... Um, yeah, what's up? A lot of times what I've been finding online
1: is the... purpose how i sold a hundred thousand dollars in a month but then that's all they sold for the whole year yeah
2: like these guys will like sell some sort of highly seasonal ticket item like for example it wouldn't be genuine for me to say that i do 200k a month in sale like or in in production when that's uh sorry uh dollars in production when that's only the case for like three months of the year like that's not accurate like Yes, it's accurate for three months, but like I, I don't do 1.6 million dollars in revenue, so like that's like so it's a, a lot of times guys will also like online with like online businesses they'll be like oh yeah like see how I made five hundred thousand dollars last year it's like well hold on no no you drop shipped five hundred grand what what's your margin on that four percent five percent ten percent twenty thirty like what is it because if it's
1: only ten percent
2: you made fifty grand like big whoop like you, you should and- know
1: here, here's a disclaimer that's called an income claim and you can get banned on Facebook for saying that now on you can't make income claims on facebook ads
2: anymore. i'm i'm sure that like the charlatan industry of of self help or of, of like business gurus I, I i see that industry getting shook up a lot yeah 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 Yeah, it, it, it it's 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 too it's too um it's too unregulated uh, as as is currently like it seems like it seems like the you know, new facebook ads more.
1: is like facebook is like
2: yeah i had to like read the entire youtube seems to be a little bit more liberal in that oh yeah YouTube doesn't care they just want your you you know it's crazy actually so so I finally pulled the trigger on YouTube hey I said you know what I tried moderation for for this last year and even though I had my small victories ultimately I think I lost the war so I have this new system now for my YouTube consumption which is that I get um, it has a it has a, t- a one-minute timer once a month where i can quickly go in i can pick one video watch it and then that's it it just it, it, it like because i have one minute to find a video so there's no scrolling Ooh. so I, so i so i have to either kind of already know what i'm looking for or i gotta be like hope the recommendations are good right once a month but beyond that one video that i get to watch right because i have one minute to, like it literally has a timer at the top and as soon as if i don't click on a video within one minute then it just it locks me out once i'm on a video it lets me finish and then it kicks right and but otherwise the way that i if i have for some reason there's some very valid reason why i have to be on youtube i can override it and what happens is, is it sends me an email with a 132 randomly generated code that i can then go back to the youtube page and type in this code which take in mind the code has like every symbol you can imagine so 132 random did it's, it's it's like a it's a couple minute endeavor you can't copy paste it no no it doesn't it doesn't whoa. copy paste no no whoa because i knew that okay, obviously they would intense. know that they would they would have you do that but um yeah if you try and copy paste it's like it just it just doesn't work like it just doesn't yeah um either nice. way
1: so what's this application
2: it's called leech block i think it's, block. I think it's nice. no leech block i think that's what it's called let me see but either way, um, and, uh, yeah, it's called a leech block. It's a, it's, it's a Google Chrome extension. Either way that cool. <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't ain't nobody beat. got, ain't nobody got time for 132 digit code. <laughs> and oh, by yeah. the way, email takes like five minutes to send as well. Oh. So it, it's, yeah, you're, you're, it's like a 10 minute like commitment to like get on. So it's like, it's not happening. Right
1: amazing dude
2: but it's interesting how like do you find that like you're like i don't know I, I find that i have to like i wish that i was like strong enough to just like but like ultimately i think that like it's less of a matter of like because you could beat yourself up over like like i could eat like, oh it sucks that i'm that guy but it's, like, at the same time it's like well you gotta figure out what
1: works because yeah i got you man um here's a question because i want to you i want to work out i want to go for a run but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um if you're if you're getting sick is it is it even healthy to go for an exercise or should you rest?
2: I I'm not really the guy to ask personally. If I'm sick, I just go for walks. Walks got it. Yeah, yeah walks, um, and I'll still like I, I don't go to the gym if I'm sick because like obviously I don't get other people
1: sick. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. But like I'll do
2: push-ups at home or whatever. Or, you know, I'll I'll yeah. I'll, I'll do some stretch stretching, and if you're sick, it's a good time to stretch, get some fresh air, right? Mm. Yeah yeah Brent Bren yeah, Franklin it was- talks uh, it was interesting I was reading this book about Ben Franklin he was sort of the one that kind of discovered like, or he, or, uh, like coined the whole thing of like because it used to be the case that people thought that like the cold is what got you sick
1: or well, if it's cold outside yeah
2: when in reality what Ben Franklin discovered was that It's when it's cold out. Everyone locks them like locks down, like closes all the windows, and there's not a lot of air circulation. And then everyone's indoors Mm. together. And then because of Mm. that, all the germs get spread between everyone. Right. Whereas by leaving the windows open, uh, Ben Franklin. It's interesting. Even all year round, he would always leave his windows open. Cold air just rushing in. Because I know it was savage. Because he wanted, uh, um, to not yeah. Because he he wanted health, and um, he was sort of the one that discovered that like by getting fresh air, you actually are less likely to get sick. Yeah. There's actually a funny scene in in the book where it talks about how him and John Adams had to share a bed and John was sick. And so Ben like was adamant that the window had to remain open and was like negative like 10 out. And so but he but but Ben's like, see I didn't get sick. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Insane bro. Um I wanna run this idea by you and uh you can tell me if you like this or not. So you know how we do whack versus wise, yeah? Do you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in January, I want to run a debate segment of whack versus wise around the COVID nineteen vaccine, and I want to bring somebody who Guess thinks what? That the vaccine. What Trisha
2: is one of the very few Canadians that's been vaccinated.
1: You're perfect, dude. I think it'll be so sick.
2: Trisha's. I want. Well, she she's got the first part of the vaccine in like eighteen days. She gets the second part. She's one of like, I want to say it was like five thousand people in
1: BC that got the
2: vaccine. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I want us to have a segment on January, in January, of whack versus Wise between a guy who worked on the COVID vaccine. He worked on it himself. And somebody who thinks that the COVID vaccine is just like a chip, or you want to hear it? I don't no? think it's a good idea. No.
2: No, come on. Ammer, we'll the leave reason, it to the people. We'll leave it to the, the people. The reason why I say it's not a good idea is that it'll I be mean, like three is, minutes each. To put it bluntly, I don't think it would. It would. It, I. I don't think the person coming. In, like neither person would come into it necessarily with an open mind, but I would I would challenge it and say that the 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 person coming in uh, like as an anti vaxxer uh, in my opinion, it's typically from a lack of education as to why that person has that belief. No, and no, a lot they're, of they're
1: going to do research. They're going to do research.
2: No, Ammer, this is what I'm saying. Okay, like. They can do the – but, like, it's disingenuous. Like, so typically people who are a part of, like, conspiracy theories and things like that, it's not that they're not doing research. It's that the the research they're doing is, like, to the fullest extent of every human bias possible and a lack of education on things that are actually tangible and, like, well – like legitimately well but, um, backed.
1: So I agree. I agree. But don't you think it will be entertaining?
0: I don't. Do I really
2: don't. You know, I know, no, you know, Amber, I, I know this is, but here's why. Cause I've listened to a lot of podcasts with like legitimate professionals Arguing with like a conspiracy theorist, and every single Wait, really? time, yeah, dude. Because like there's Which like, ones. There's that been some conspiracies over the years that like I've been like kind of interested in, right? Like the Rothschilds. Like the Rothschild one is actually the one that I was like m- most interested in, and it's fascinating because, like, if you if if you just read like any of the history available on the Rothschilds, and take in mind like this is not like a like this is not some weird thing where it's like hard to find. It's like no, like we have extensive, like, um like primary and secondary sources of uh, historical artifacts on the Rothschilds. And we just simply know that they were not like the most prominent, like, bank like they weren't like they didn't dominate the world like some people have this huge like Rothschilds conspiracy that they they have trillions of no we absolutely positively know that's not the case like it's not even remotely yeah 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 like it's The the world e- yeah it's not even remotely the case like like even some of the people that they claimed like actually got all of their wealth confiscated by the nazis in like world war ii like it's mm. and in like world war okay okay, okay got, well. I got I got, I got it. yeah yeah so, so, so you don't find anything interesting but point being though is that like I've heard these debates and the people that come into it like like, they fall into that, um, like, you know, like the, uh, I think it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, where it's like, like, when you, like, someone who has never started, like, who has zero knowledge in something, it's like, they're just not that confident. Because, like, dude, I, I've never heard of this before. Like, how yeah, am I? Yeah, 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 but yeah. But then as soon as they've read, like, one article, they're like, yeah, dude, I know everything there is to know. And then the more someone reads, it's like, it's a it's like you. It's like, they, like, get, they think, like, they get dumber. Yeah, I actually yeah. noticed this dramatically. Um, Trisha can attest to this. Like, after reading like the first couple hundred books i was like dude i feel so dumb because i just i I, like i quickly realized oh my god like i know so little like like, because like at that point your circle of what is actually possible to know is just much larger right yeah 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 yeah. either way so point being i find that the people that fall into these like anti-vaxxer you know like covid's fake um, the Rothschild
1: conspiracy like you know the ones that are just yeah but John the old, there's so many people who have that belief i i do feel a certain I responsibility know, but Amor, as, as a person with a but platform I'm saying it
2: would be it would it would it wouldn't be the conver- i don't think it would be the conversation you're hoping it would be i it it wouldn't be like oh. like like for example like 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 there's legitimate debates like like a really good debate is like one between Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson to me it's one of the best debates that's ever happened and it's just beautiful i mean like it's 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 really uh, it's it's intellectual porn it's just so amazing right um whereas it, the moment you hear a debate between a flat earther and a scientist it's just it's 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 not even worth listening to like one minute in you're like dude this guy is like like clearly outmatched like this isn't even remotely a chance right because Emmer, it's literally like one person like just making shit up and then one person who actually knows. And then it's like, it's basically like, bro, but isn't guy, that funny? No, isn't it's, that funny? Fun or it's not. It's, I mean, it's funny, but like not in like a helpful way because one uh. guy is getting, is, is trying to educate the other person on the actual facts. And one person is just basically saying, Hey, do you know anything about um, human biases? Cause I'm just going to use those as a crutch this entire conversation. It's just not entertaining. <laughs>
1: It's really not. Uh, You know what? Let's leave it to the people, all right? We got people listening. If you want to hear an anti-vaxxer who thinks that the COVID vaccine has chips in it and that it may have, it may make you, I don't know, just if you think the COVID vaccine is like some propaganda by Bill Gates and some billionaires to control the world versus somebody who worked on the vaccine in a lab in Boston, in Moderna,
2: just let us know. here's, here's, Here's a very quick way of summing up. How I can, t- how you can instantly, like, v- like within a few minutes, tell the difference between a true expert
1: and a fool. Let's hear it. You start then asking start questions. Up, oh, got it. Okay.
2: If if you're talking to a peer expert and you ask questions, you will become smarter. You will become more educated in said topic. Okay. Like for example, if 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 I. If I was in front of Ron Chernow, okay, and for the listeners, I'm holding up a book that Ron Chernow wrote about see Who the hell is S Ron Durant. Chernow? He, he's a fantastic biographer. Okay, if I asked him questions about, like, he wrote another book called Titan. It's about John D. Rockefeller. It's probably oh the, Titan. Yes, it's a fantastic biography. So if you asked him questions about Rockefeller, okay you would you would learn more and more. And he would be able to answer more and more. And if you asked him something he didn't know, he'd say, I don't know, right, or whatever. And he'd be like, well, here's what we do know, and I don't know, right? Whereas if you ask someone who was a Rockefeller conspiracy theorist in the same way that Rothschilds were, beyond the first, like, cliche saying that they have, which is that, oh, yeah, the Rockefellers rule the world, and you're like, oh, yeah, why is that? They'd say oh, dude, everyone just knows that. And then you'd be like, but how do you know that? Oh, dude, I just know so. Like, it, it doesn't go anywhere. You're not actually learning anything. All you're doing is, I mean, it's interesting in so much that you learn about human biases, most of which I find is the cog, uh, conviction bias. That's like, as in the mm. fact that they believe in it so firmly to them speaks on the validity and the truthfulness of, of, the, of the claim, yeah. Got it, got it.
1: Does that make sense? Well, like yes, how was, yeah, no, 100%, when you ask 100%. questions, yeah. 100%, 100%. No, that makes sense. Man. I think that's, that that's um, how
2: you should filter out contractors as well. Like I think that's why I book so much work is because I'm not full of shit. Like when someone asks me about the job, I'm like they're going to learn more about how their job's going to be done and, and how it like in all the intricacies of it. Whereas when you ask questions to an amateur, they're like, I don't know why we have to scrape it. I just know that we have to scrape it. It's like, well, shit,
1: you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good point. I like that. Um, let's wrap this up, man. I want to go. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, grab me some food. Um, any closing thoughts? Anything? Uh, what's your goal for 2021? My mind's to hit a million revenue in my business. I think it's possible. Um, that's what I'm gonna be going for. I think it's gonna be very exciting. It's, what, what's, what, what about you, man?
2: Well, I have, a, like, I mean, I have, like, a, like you know, many goals, obviously, for next year. But I'd say that my biggest goal is that I want to buy a second business.
1: Whoa, that's amazing. That's nice. I would
2: say that's my biggest that's nice. goal, is to buy and and nice. have um, somewhat of a semi-passive or a passive ownership position in a business.
1: I like that. You like roofing businesses?
2: Uh I mean, I'm indifferent to the business. I'm cool. I'm
1: most interested in their financial statements. <laughs> cool. I, I know a guy. I think I can connect you with somebody who can help you with that. Um, with that decision. But um Yeah, man. This has been pretty good, man. This is it. I mean, this is twenty twenty. Would you call it a success or a failure? It was the most prosperous
2: year. Um by a landslide. As mm. in, it was one of those weird... like For you. For me, it was one of those weird years. Well, I, I, you could even argue it on a societal level. I mean, we're not going to do that right now, but you could... I think there's some... Sort of <laughs> okay, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. That's something you could debate, right? That's a, that's a legitimate debate. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's an interesting topic. It was one of those ones where it's like, step, 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 jump.
1: Ooh. You it. know what
2: I mean? Like... Got it. Yeah. Like, the frog is now dead kind of thing as in like it it was it was in the water boiling didn't notice didn't notice Mm -hmm. okay now all of a sudden it's dead it's like it's yeah Yeah. it, it lights yeah the lights were turned on um a lot of things changed for me this year so
1: amazing i would call 2020 an absolute success um it was financially very scary not making any money right this, despite that, I think I've broke even this whole year, which is pretty incredible. Well, uh, yeah, I However, was going to say
2: through your real estate investments, you must have broke even on the year.
1: So that no, so that's excluding real estate. So this year, I bought two real estate properties, sold one, and the other is doing magnificently. And uh, yeah, this business has turned over like twenty five thousand dollars in profit so far. So um, it's not bad overall. So good things are coming. Um, I mean, this was really just about setting the foundations for something. I've built the launch pad in 2021. I think I'm going to launch the rocket sort of thing. And that starts with these, with these ads, but man, yeah, I'm very proud of Have what I've read accomplished. you
2: Elon Musk book by Ashley? No, Vince.
1: no, but it sounds like I should.
2: Amor, I? I would really recommend it.
1: Got it. Send it to me.
2: You know, I won't, because there's certain books
1: that I actually want on my shelf. That's a that's even more reason for me to buy it. So thank you. For yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But um, that's pretty good sales pitch.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain
1: books that I don't part with. Yeah. yeah, it's like you just look at it and it's like yeah. Well,
2: there book. there, like, there like, it is like a simple. here's here's one for you. There was this there was this landlord that I was talking to, and. Uh, and, and a landlord of mine, he he said he was talking to me about how he owns a bunch of properties, blah blah blah, like a bunch of properties, right? And he was even showing me some of them too, whatever. And he said, hey, but you know, by the way, like I'm trying to sell this unit. Like, do you want to buy it? And I said, like, how much you trying to sell it for? And like, you know, because I was kind of curious, right? And because uh, my buddy owned a build uh, a condo in that same building, and I was like, well, I know that he does well with it, so like, it's it's more of like an Airbnb kind of play. And I was like, sure. But then I was like, "Hold on." I was like, "So like this is the first like because like I was like, "What's your goal? Like why do you want to sell the unit?" He's like, "Well, I'm trying to sell my entire portfolio over the next five years of like twelve properties or something like that." And I said, oh, "Okay, interesting." I'm like, "So why like 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 right off as soon as he said that I was like, "Nah, you know I'm actually not good." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, to put it bluntly, if this is the first unit you're selling, it's not your best unit. You wouldn't you wouldn't start with your winners and, and work your way to your losers. You start with your losers and sell your winners, right?" And he's like, shit, yeah, you're right. It's my worst unit. <laughs> Checkmate. Babe. So if someone's gifting you a book out of their own collection, either they're extremely generous and it truly is their best book or they're just giving you the shit they don't want on your shelf anymore. <laughs> Goddamn, baby. <laughs> or they buy you a new copy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what else I did this year? I started running. Isn't that insane? I always thought running was part of my life. That, I noticed change amazing.
2: like you there's something something happens to a man when he starts working out he
1: gets a lot more like confident like physically mm. yeah yeah I definitely yeah I'm definitely in the best yeah I'm in the best shape of my life so that definitely helps um but yeah instead of reminiscing which I don't like to do I like to look forward and um I'm gonna go and, and reminisce more intensely. I have like this four four-hour-long worksheet that I'm gonna do and do a year-in-review, like I showed you, John. I'm gonna actually do that exercise, but uh,
2: you're gonna yeah. do the Darren
1: Hardy one. I'm gonna do the Darren Hardy year-in-review. Yes, sir. I'm gonna so, do one that was 100. recommended
2: by uh, Tim Ferriss, and I and I really liked it, and and it actually um, helps for someone that was organized like yourself or like myself who actually keeps like a daily planner of some sort oh so, yeah oh yeah like i have every single week of this entire year recorded in this book right and so what he yeah. suggests is that you just literally go day by day just very quickly just write down like you ha- all you have is a sheet of paper a really long one saying positive negative and just day by day just write down the first thing that comes to mind whether it's positive or negative and you just quickly go down the list positive positive negative negative positive negative right and then at the end you're just looking for patterns and it's yo
1: wow that's he's crazy. like what 20
2: percent of the negative things are causing 80 percent of like what like what like what's uh what what's the like god you it. know is yeah what is there one thing on the negative list that just keeps reoccurring that you can slash out right same same with the uh positive like is there one thing that like you're just loving like you're trying to write about one positive experience one negative experience event uh, that's a, such a
1: great that's such a great it's I'm like an 80 20 well.
2: principle thing and i think i'm gonna try and do that to see like you know what it is that i uh, <sighs> i'm mainly concerned about the negative side because i don't have a lot of like like i'm i i do not have a lot on the go per se like i'm a pretty yeah. i don't like a very simple routine so it'll be interesting to see like what negative things pop up um that i can remove but i know that darren integrity
1: baby right clean up them integrities john make it happen Darren already, what I'm gonna be excited about. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering where Austin is, he's taking some duly time off. Master student, running the business. Damn, I get it. He sends his love, and I just want to say to everybody, thank you for being an amazing listener. Thank you for joining us in 2020. Um, it's been insane. We've made it far, John. We met each other in real life. That's that's a goddamn milestone. How do you know it was actually me? I don't. You could have a twin. I actually don't. But all right, your demeanor and your value. What if
2: this entire time I just had like a John Morgan Fourth twin that I just, that we just no one knew about that, it, that just low key?
1: It actually wouldn't matter because it, it would seem like there was no difference between the person face to face and this person here. So it actually, it wouldn't matter. I'm still getting quality and value. So.
2: Well, Emmer, um, I guess the next time we speak, it'll be 2021.
1: Yes, sir. And uh, let's go. Let's make it happen, man. Let's make it happen. Let's become better men. (laughs) All right, my men. Uh, Have yourself an amazing rest of your Sunday. And for those listening, ladies and gentlemen, this has been The Weekly Call. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great uh, day, noon, or evening, or night, whenever you're listening. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later sure
0: hey listeners thanks so much for tuning in this week as usual you can find us on instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today the intro and outro music was brought to you today by william scott thompson you can find him on spotify under that name he has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well thanks so much for tuning in this week guys we'll see you soon